Marvel Shinsu Chu. It's good to see you after, I think, too long of a hiatus. We are back. It's good to be here. My name is Gabe Estel. I am here with my co-host, Jonathan Getz and Dennis Levi-Leach. How's it going, guys? Going good. All right. Good to see everybody again. Obviously, a few weeks have passed since our last episode, so we're ready to jump right back into it. We're going to be doing kind of a rundown tonight, so kind of four or five hot topics that we've got. And uh, a lot has happened in baseball since our last episode. Um, The biggest story probably being, and I know Levi is, uh, this is like Christmas has come early for him. Uh, Christmas in June live. uh, That's right. Christmas in June. Um, Yeah. Well, obviously the big story yesterday, the New York, I'm sure most people of our people who listen know, but the New York Times broke a story yesterday. Uh, about the Cardinals um, hacking into the Astros uh, database, essentially. So their their database of players, uh, because the a guy that's with the Astros used to work for the Cardinals, um, and you know the passwords went unchanged, and he was just able to get in. So they didn't cover their tracks very well, um, and it's become a story. Obviously, I. You know, as uh, as much kind of delight sometimes as I take in seeing the Cardinals fall, um, you know, the investigation is still ongoing. Uh, they haven't really seems like reached a conclusion yet, but the FBI is involved. Yeah. So, Levi, I know that you've I, I'm thinking maybe in some wing of your house, you've got like uh, one of those Glenn Beck style diagrams that link the Cardinals to 9-11. All right. No, no, no. <laughs> it's just, it's a, it's a very small. Levi's like, Levi's like this. When he heard the news yesterday, he's like, this is the final piece of the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just a very, it's like a little closet. And there's lots of those tall Spanish candles burning. Right. And, <laughs> you know, I just, you know, I set them mood is what i'm doing <laughs> he just keeps keeps put burning cigarette holes in a jose okendo card <laughs> he's got a he's got a matt carpenter voodoo doll that he uh, has yes. you know no, uh, yeah you know, so what do you make of this levi well you know we have to you know preface everything we say with allegedly it's true i, I you, you know, know that's true but um they they saddled up the, today they ponied up and got they lawyered up and got uh, I guess a, a bigger name you know attorney firm to represent them uh, and so uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens you know uh, we mentioned it when we were uh, talking about doing this episode that you know if, if found guilty you know of of every charge what do you what do you do what do you punish them right. how do you punish them yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, you know, this is uh, the idea of hacking in general is something that the Justice Department is really figuring out, uh, you know, going back to the tragedy that was Aaron Schwartz in that case and how they over uh, over punished him and he ended up committing suicide. But anyway, uh, or and, those people that were having sex on the beach a few weeks yeah, ago. All right. right. That was over punishment. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's go on. Uh, so, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. You know, what what could the Justice Department do and what oh. what could baseball do? And this would be kind of Rob Manfred's uh, uh, first big decision to make uh, in addition to probably eventually the dh and the all-star game but we'll talk about that later uh so yeah i mean what what do you do you dock them a 
draft picks? Do you just find them exorbitantly? Yeah, because it's weird because there's nothing the players did. You know, usually when something like yeah. this happens, it's something that a player committed, you know, right. when, a, well, when fines it, are imposed. And the players, yeah. uh, you know, even though they're the Cardinals, they're 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 innocent in this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and well, I, I guess the closer comparisons would be like what the Patriots have been accused of over the last few years right. uh, with their uh, spy gate. Um, things like that, that where it is more front office stuff and the players aren't involved. And, yeah, they they were. You know, they might get docked a draft pick or um, or, or fined. Uh, so, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. It's kind of new territory. The, the Cardinals are are the trailblazers for uh, 21st century uh, baseball cheating. cheating. Yeah. yeah, right, right. Yeah, and, and obviously this whole thing, I guess when I first heard the news, you know, of course I was like, well, 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 you know, because, um, I, you know, I... And for all the Cardinals fans out there, like please keep listening to the podcast. This is this <laughs> is yeah, all this is all in jest, okay? All right, yeah. this is all in jest. I I don't think the Cardinals are Al Qaeda. All right, um, <laughs> but anyway, um, they are a very well run, at least <laughs> prior to this. They are, you know, they they are a well run organization. But I I always and I respect that. I I, I do um, because I, I do think they run a pretty good operation as far as developing talent i'll, I'll give them that um and they always seem like they've got good scouting and good people coming through the pipeline um i guess just i got i get a little sick sometimes of hearing about the cardinal way and just kind of this this narrative that just keeps levi you know what i'm talking about oh, yeah. this but narrative that just they beat uh, me over the head with that like this is just the most mayberry team yeah it's you like know this a is holier the, than thou type of yes uh, this norman rockwell shit yeah they, they try to put off on this absolutely team. it's on my nerves oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah i uh i i don't you know i i was thinking back about that like i don't know when it started maybe like mcguire like early 2000s yeah that's what Coddling i was saying mcguire and his rampant yeah. obvious steroid use and, right. and ever <laughs> since then you know i think that should be part of the punishment though they should never be able to say the cardinal way again <laughs> that's that's a, that's a fitting punishment I'll say like that. Yeah, they gotta they gotta do about semantics they gotta do the disco sucks night where everybody brings their cardinals way shirt and they have to burn <laughs> it and stuff i could get behind that <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I thought that uh, I heard Verducci, Tom Verducci on Dan Patrick today, and he was being a little too casual about it uh, and saying that, look, you know, this is the Cardinals, one of the best organizations in baseball. What are they going to get from the Houston Astros? You know, one of the worst organizations uh, record wise over the last few decades. But they've had, you know, they have what's considered the best uh, farm system in baseball now for a few years. Astros and so, are kind of the team of the future right now. Yeah, well, how they, how they I mean, they're things. in first place, so the yeah. future is now well, sort and, of thing. You know, that's like the, you know, I don't know. That's like Watergate. The, Nixon probably would have won. Yeah, you know, right. I mean, yeah. why'd he break yeah. in? Yeah, yeah, right. That's, that's right. a good analogy. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I thought, I think some people are being a little flippant about traditionally, yeah, the Astros have sucked, but. If anybody, and it's surprising because Verducci knows more than anybody what kind of farm system that they've had. That yeah, there's information to be gleaned there, and especially with you know what they said that was leaked were these uh, trade negotiations that were going on and how they were trying to yeah. uh, kind of smear the Astros. 
uh, after the negotiations fell apart. Uh, that's you know, that's a big deal uh, me, for, for is, these ball clubs. Yeah, I think it's yeah. a big like I you know I'm not gonna say it's like like the Black Sox thing or anything or you know I but I I'd put it up with Pete Rose. It's I don't know you know what I mean. It's like the same him gambling is that level of cheating to me. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I you know. All of us growing up in central Illinois, obviously we were surrounded by Cardinals fans uh, and still have a lot of good friends who are Cardinals fans. Everybody on Facebook, at least, has been pretty silent on. Uh, Very. I haven't seen much commentary from anyone. Um, yeah, the I, few the few Cardinals fans I know posted like congrats Blackhawks stuff the last right, couple, right. The last couple so days. Diversion. Yeah, tried to divert right. it. How about those Blackhawks? <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I went to uh, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. I looked at some of their comments, and, you know, the refrain was basically like, let's wait until the investigation's over. That was... Uh, that was. Yeah, I mean, and that's... Uh, that, I mean, if you're a fan of the team, that's what you're going to say. Sure, That's understandable, yeah. because it, it is egg on your face, and the best thing that you can say, really, out of a defense is, well, let's just see what they end up saying. Yeah. Let's wait. Yeah, right. You know, I've got I've got a buddy who's a Pats fan and he'll be the first to admit that, like, they pull some shady shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I, that's that well, he's, he's still a fan, you know. I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of Yankee fans. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and some the, of them are halfway decent people. And so, I don't I don't like this idea that if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. We're in baseball. You know, they're always stealing signs and things like that. And it's like, no, this is a lot different than it is than the subtle uh, cheating that goes that might go on during a game. Like an espionage type thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And granted, yeah, there, it wasn't very sophisticated. It was just a, a redundant password that 90% of Americans make the mistake of using. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing how, how low level, you know what I mean? Like the intelligence of the people that did this, didn't, they didn't cover their tracks at all. No, right. no, they they could have very easily, yeah, used like a different IP address, uh, and so yeah, it was an IP address of of a dude's uh, of a dude's house. house. But and Verducci was saying, well, why you know why would there be multiple high level uh, uh, Cardinals guys at this one house because they would all have different houses? Turns out it was in Arizona. It was during spring training. And that's oh, so when they the share whole, houses. The whole organization was there. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. when they. Yeah, that's when you bunk up, probably. And right. uh, sure enough, so yeah, spring training. That's the time when you got a little bit of time on your hands, and you can do a little advanced scouting, so to speak. We've we've got this image in our head of you know like the GM like smoking a big cigar, saying, yeah. oh, log into the log into the password. It's like just <laughs> one light shining. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. But. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see. All I can say is we'll see how it unfolds. For the for for those who haven't read it, um, the Deadspin piece yesterday is a real gem. Um, it's just called "Eat Shit Cardinals." That's that's the title of it. And uh, even if they are completely innocent, and you know, and even if these accusations are overblown, and and maybe they are to a certain degree. It's still a very worthwhile read because 
<laughs> there's some people at Deadspin that just really do not like the Cardinals at yeah. all. <laughs> like, I thought I did not like the Cardinals. Right? Yeah, Levi's, Levi's pretty much uh, downright friendly to the Cardinals compared yeah, to Yeah, like, this, I would uh, take the Cardinals to prom still compared right. to these people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you know what? I'll be the first to admit I'm jealous of their success. You know, I wish yeah. I wish we oh, had sure. talent. For sure. Yeah. But at some point it turned from them, you know, yeah, being good fans because they cheer the opposing team or whatever, and Costas lauds them, and Costas is a part of them. Well, and yeah, then, like, and... something happens. Yeah, it's, right. it's very nuanced. It's a fine line where people are tired of hearing that shit. Yeah. Right. And it's through maybe no fault of their own, but eventually... It is because then, like little thing, you pick up on the little things, and they're magnified, and you get annoyed by them. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's it's funny how that's turned over the last ten years. Well, uh, so the image is maybe a little tarnished. Um, the red bird, maybe it's it's. <laughs> there's probably a lot of bad headlines around newspapers yeah. right now, like you know, like red birds' feathers ruffled. You know, <laughs> there's. I, I haven't read any newspapers, yeah. like, but they're talking about this aside from the the New York Times article. But um, I'm, I'm sure there's some bad headlines right now. You know, like Cardinals caught red-handed. You know, like, like that. well, that that'd be the New York Post. Yeah. Sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, we'll see how it unfolds, and it'll be fun to watch, at least for non-Cardinals fans like us. <laughs> but anyway, um, moving on to another team in Missouri. You know, I, I got to admit, Getz, I'm, I got a little bad taste in my mouth now with both Missouri teams. All right. <laughs> right? Just, right? Yeah. Um, the Royals um, have been – their fans, at least, have been accused of – I don't necessarily hijacking is too strong of a word because they're they're operating within the rules of voting. Well, yeah, it's Star just Game. like I, I guess the yeah the question is you know has all star voting by fans run its course and like is is this the Royals the way this is unfolding is it indicative of that you know this that it's running its course for those of you who don't know if the All Star Game started today the American League would be Royals and Mike Trout. All right, that's that's what the All Star uh, starting nine. That's what America wants, mean. obviously. That's obviously Kansas City. The, the More Omar and Fonte batting right. ninth. Right, right. And don't get me wrong, the Royals are having a great year, and there are some guys on that team that definitely uh, deserve to be All Stars, particularly Mustakas, um, and maybe Hosmer. Uh, and probably, yeah, Hosmer. Um, Kane. So, Getz, what do you make of this? I mean, you're a fan, but at the same time, you have to see that this is kind of gone overboard, right? I think it's obvious what's happened, that the Cardinals are no longer the greatest fans in baseball, but it's <laughs> right. the Royals. Because, right? because, you know, a team, a team goes to the World Series for the first time in 29 years, and the city gets behind them so much that they're just, they're, they're quitting their jobs just so they can stay home and vote <laughs> right. the Royals into the all-star game. Uh, there, you know, we have this, uh, we have the startup village here when Google fiber moved in and tech is really booming here in Kansas city. And I think it's obvious, but all, uh, all of, all of the tech firms are, are targeted towards getting the Royals in, into the all-star game with, you know, maybe they figured out an algorithm to where they can vote 40 times instead of just 35. Uh, <laughs> But no, seriously, uh, it, it is, it's neat. Um, first of all, that 
that the K is that Kauffman Stadium where the Royals play is so uh, packed every night. Uh, you know, it's. I'm not saying it's sold out because that doesn't really happen unless you're in a couple. And cities, last year, their attendance, but... even despite playing well, wasn't that great until no, like the playoffs. It was the started. same. Yeah, there's a delay there. Uh, I think when a team does well, it's like you know when you're bad for so long, right? That the fans are still like, yeah, I don't believe it. You know, sure. I, uh, yeah. You know, uh, maybe next year we'll go. And now it is next year, and uh, and yeah. So it, it's nice to see the renewed vigor. Uh, spirit of the city because too i mean when when they went to the series last year it was amazing the energy throughout the city i've never seen anything like it just even walking in some parts of town you still see remnants of it with uh whole uh buildings painted with royals uh, uh with the royals logo uh and and so it and it's a smaller city too so like yeah, you know it's probably more there's, prevalent than there's like only... this would happen in New York or Chicago or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, yes. yeah. We don't we don't have a basketball team. We don't have a football. I'm sorry, we don't have a a, a, a hockey team. Uh, so the the professional sports is somewhat limited here. So when it happens, yeah, the city really gets behind it. I think that's really shown itself now. And yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, no guys. Uh, uh, guys like Omar Infante uh, should not be getting in. Alcides Escobar is like, man, eh, just for his defense, maybe. Uh, and and it's it's the merit of what they done last year. This is not unprecedented for uh, uh, all star games and sport, professional sports for players getting in on. You know, Derek Jeter getting in when he's batting like two twenty with four home runs. And, you know, Cal Ripken got in all the time. Right. And, and don't get me right. wrong, he mostly you know Cal Ripken was pretty consistent throughout his whole yeah. career, but. But I'm sure there were a few years where he didn't deserve to make the All Star team, and he yeah. did. Yeah. So, like, what's yeah. the uh, what's the fix here? How? Do, and I, I always thought that they that the All Star game, the idea of voting, if it's going to be by fans, then it should just be an exhibition. It shouldn't count for anything. It shouldn't count like for nothing. Then it's just fun. It's an exhibition. So what? Then like lower your expectations. The ratings aren't going to be high. Get over it. Um, but have a home run derby, have a game. It'll be fun. Uh, so, but if, if we're getting rid of the fan voting, then that would make sense that it means something because there's going to be more strategy behind it. Uh, so maybe it does take it to a different level. Yeah. I, I was going to say maybe like lower the percentage of the vote or something like, like split the vote to where, you know, like the baseball, managers staff organizations they vote for like 75 mm-hmm. percent, and the fans that vote accounts for like 25 percent or something that right makes sense. yeah i see where you're going yeah you can divvy um, it up like that i mean still keep the fan participation there yeah yeah but it's more weighted personally i don't know if i'm that against it this year because i mean no, nothing against the royals but the royals and mike trout i don't know if they could beat all the good players of the national league well, you know if all I mean? the National League first basemen are strewn about the infield, right? You're pretty deep at first base in the right. National League. Yeah, there. it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, in the All Star Game has kind of we talked about this a little bit, I think, last year during the All Star Game. Um, you know, it's I don't I can't really pinpoint why. Maybe it's just because I think baseball's popularity has taken a little bit of a hit in recent years. The All Star Game has kind of lost some of its luster. I don't know if it was maybe after that tie that Selick did 10 or 12 years ago yeah, uh, where he called the game, you know. But when I – I mean, and this maybe is just nostalgia, 
you know, I really looked forward to it when I was growing up. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it was an event. Even yeah. even during like those grim years where the White Sox like had only like Harold Baines going to the All Star game, uh, um, you know, uh, I I still looked forward to it. But now it's just yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's I don't know. I mean, I guess it's still probably the biggest All Star game, but yeah, yeah All Star games in general aren't really right celebrated that right. much anymore right yeah why does everything have to have the expectation of like super bowl ratings why can't yeah, right. everybody just be happy with an eight share or whatever it's yeah, gonna be sure <laughs> sure yeah you, uh, you know what i miss uh i miss the old rock and jack remember the mtv <laughs> they would do like a softball one they would yeah. do like oh, yeah. a rock a rock and basketball jack basketball yeah like a football one. dude that was like fun. Mel Biff devoe on it yeah right. <laughs> jeff amet would 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 do the basketball yeah, one yeah yeah, yeah. those are yeah. fun yeah bring yeah. those back yeah well, they, they do something close to that with the uh, mlb all-star weekend they have a celebrity game yeah right is it only aired? I'm guessing on the MLB Network. Probably. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't and seem like it yeah. generates much buzz. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know like what's changed really since we were kids, and maybe just because we can't uh, maybe watch it so with such undivided attention like we did when we were kids. But right. But I mean, the, the essence is still there. I don't. I don't know what else would have changed other than people's expectations. Uh, what, yeah. What do they want out of it? Just like watch a bunch of awesome players play i guess one thing that has changed is back then you didn't get to see these players and now you can see any of these players on any given night um watching mlb tonight you know when they go around the league watching just some random game with a national broadcast you can buy a cable package where you can see every game yeah um Yeah, the exposure is and with the internet as well you can you highlights are at your fingertips you know like it's Mm -hmm. maybe it's there it's just it's i don't know been oversaturated or something but it, it, with that even being said there's uh, not just oversaturated with that but all this media that we really don't even have time to go and digest all everything that mlb has to offer where right. the past couple of weeks because you know the nhl and nba playoffs have been going on i haven't been able to catch that much mlb i've just been looking at box scores and not have, i've been bummed have haven't been able to watch mlb tonight that much and right. Uh, so it's, it can kind of play both ways to where, yeah, the All-Star game can still provide you with those players that you just haven't had time to check out. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and like I when I looked at some stats tonight before the show, um, you know, I've, I've, I'm with you as well. And I've, I've been working on some other stuff as well with my doc exams and all that. So I've been a little bit out of the loop other than just getting the scores. So, yeah, it was kind of nice. I'm like, oh, wow, he's having a really good year, you know, Um uh, so that was that was kind of nice to see. Um, all right, so w- we'll see how it goes. I mean, I, I guess there's what two weeks left to vote, right? Something like that. July second, the voting is July second or so. Yeah. Okay. So if you haven't voted yet, go out and vote. We will vote. Certainly, all of us will vote. Uh, I need to catch up on some stats, but I'll certainly vote. Um, and you're right, Jonathan. MLB does have a nice kind of interface with the page. Uh, yeah, but I'm going to go ahead and, and call shenanigans here because for me, the number one Google result takes you to uh, the page with only the Dodgers selected. Because you, when you go to the page, you can select just by team, which, by the way, is part of the problem we're talking about. Um, you can select just all the players from the Royals, for example. Oh, really? And <laughs> and but the the default page number one in the Google's Google results for me at least 
all of the Dodgers are selected by default. <laughs> ah, ah, right. It's not working for him. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> let's get that out. Let's get that Andre Ethier going. All right. <laughs> yeah. The Dodgers uh, and their five outfielders. Yeah, I just do they. One last thing about the All Star is: does the rule still apply that everybody, every team, has to have at least one representative yes. go? Yes. That's still that still exists. Yes. Okay. All right. And I think if it doesn't mean anything, that. that's fine. But if it means something, then that shouldn't be a rule. Yeah. Because it's like, man, I'm trying to think here, like, who would go on the White Sox? Nobody's oh, Abreu. Gonna... Abreu and uh, or Avisil Garcia would be the yeah. only the only worth. It'll be one of them. It'll probably be Abreu. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe David Robertson. You know, like, I mean, yeah. I don't necessarily think yeah. he's had the save opportunities because he's playing for a bad team right now, but he's, he's, when he's been out there, he's, he's been really good. You know, your team is shit when, when that you just get like a middle reliever in. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the Royals had a few years of just middle relievers. Getting right, in. right. Right. <laughs> like the, the manager just like selects one just the, out of pity. Yeah. 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 The, the last thing I'll say about it is. I, I would say how it's become this way is the internet, obviously, because I think didn't you used to you had to go to a game and you got one of those little paper yeah, ballots the punch with like the little yeah. chad, and they yeah. stopped it this year or last year, yeah, yeah, and so like that was the only way you could vote really right. before the yeah. internet, yeah. So go to a game maybe sometimes like i'd see them like this is like kind of like in between issue of sports illustrated issue of sports illustrated but like once in a great while maybe did they have them at like gas stations or convenience stores yeah, sometimes yeah. really unical 76 yeah like between <laughs> like kind of like you know late 90s or so like when they were kind of like transitioning early 2000s when they were kind of like transitioning to the to the online ballots yeah oh. so anyway evolution of the all-star ballot internet well, killed the all-star game <laughs> yeah right where is it cincinnati this year right oh uh, yeah I, yeah the, by the way how little i'm into it i i don't even know uh the, the internet imagine that where you can easily make uninformed decisions yeah, uh, right? facilitating that since 1998 right all right um next up we've got a little bit of a kerfuffle uh between um Donald Trump and Neil Young, which Donald Trump, you know, being being the completely credible presidential candidate that he is, <laughs> um, <laughs> played Rocket in the Free World at uh, his campaign launch, and uh, you know, Neil replied to it and uh, was upset that he used the song without permission. So I guess the issue really here is, I guess, a couple issues politicians using musicians songs without permission which this happens all the time like there's yeah. pretty document like you know sarah palin using barracuda from heart and you know <laughs> yeah it's never never like permission is granted unless it's like you know bruce springsteen giving a song to some democrat or something you know like it's that's like the only the only time like it it, it seems to be tom petty i think railed against somebody doing it right yeah, yeah, I remember that. Probably like, like running a, down a dream or something yeah, like that. Free fall. Bruce will give you a song, but he's like, you could only have a B-side. Right. <laughs> um, so the issue here is, you know, using songs without permission. Um, it's usually like kind of like a cease and desist thing, right? I mean, yeah. like, I I don't know. Has anyone ever gone to court over it? Um, you know, I don't know how much that there is, legally speaking. Do you know, Levi? 
No, um, I was gonna say who was the one? Uh, was it we? We were talking about Fortunate Son. Didn't didn't John Fogarty sue somebody for using that? A politician? I was. Uh, I imagine. I don't, I don't know. John Fogarty at one point got sued for playing Fortunate Son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, huh? Yes. Yeah. Um, um, you totally. know, I. I I don't even think that, that really there's a cease and desist option because essentially you're just playing it in public. You know, right. playing it once. Which you could do at a school dance if you wanted to, you know. Right, yeah. right. Um, but I think that the backlash makes it totally not worth it for any yeah. politician because as soon as the artist starts speaking up about it, that gains headlines. Right, and it's with Donald Trump announcing the presidency yesterday, which I assume that's something you want people to pay attention to. The story's already been crowded out by this issue with Neil Young. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. the the launch of the presidential campaign. Well, so. and I hate to say it, but like you know, it's just played out. You know, it's, this could have happened in 1992. Did Donald Trump run back then? He's he's tried to run for oh, president yeah. a, a few yeah, times. He's, yeah, he's a joke. And it's like, ah, uh, you know. I think Neil Young would have been pissed at pretty much anybody for using his song. Well, not to I mean, what dumbass picked Rockin' in the Free World without actually listening to Rockin' in the Free World? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it was the same probably... dumbass who picked Born, or, uh, Born in the USA. Yeah. 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 I would assume it's just one of his campaign handlers. I, I have a feeling Donald Trump's probably never heard the song. Or, or if he has, he just knows, like, the Rockin' in the Free World part. Right. <laughs> he only knows the chorus. That's my guess. I hope he chose it, but I don't think he did. But I hope he did. <laughs> what, what, like, what, like we go over to his house, which is probably pretty nice. Um, and he's got like every Neil Young record. He's like, told you. Know? He's like, on the beach is my fave. Fuck. <laughs> right. <laughs> if he comes out to ambulance blues in the next one, then 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 we're talking. He's got like the he's got like the well tour t shirt on, you know, kind of, kind of fits him a little too snugly, you know. Right? He's like, you want to do some honey sliders with me? Yeah. <laughs> Here's the deal: it's like this parallel universe. You go over to his house, and Donald Trump's like totally an all right guy, you know what I mean? right? Like just, there are people like that. He's, he's like, it's probably... all an act. All right? like, seriously. <laughs> It's like I, I had to keep it going. I wrote a couple books in the eighties, and right. then I bought some buildings. And fuck, here the fuck I am. He's like, it's a shtick. Don't tell anybody. All right. Plugs in his Les Paul, just like starts going off for thirty minutes. He's like an awesome feedback. guitarist too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're just like yeah. fuck. Yeah, he's like totally, totally a Democrat as well. You know? He's just like he's like I don't tell anybody how I vote. This is just he's know. like I'm not going to get elected. Don't worry about it. Right. You know, I'm just spending my money how I want to spend my money. Yeah, <laughs> that would be. It, I mean, like it would be funny if this is all kind of a joke, you know? <laughs> which I guess it is. Maybe unintentional. We're all being punked. One of my favorite descriptions of Donald Trump is um, I was reading. Um, there's a really good essay. I can't remember if it's in like one of the men's magazines, like Esquire, GQ, or Details, something like that. But you can find it online. Um, Penn Gillette, you know, from um, Penn and Teller. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was on The Celebrity Apprentice a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's about just kind of like being on the show and how stupid it is. And, you know, like just 
he described Donald Trump the best. He's like, his hair I would describe as windswept piss. He said that's how that, that hair looks when it's going over. I was like, that's a pretty good description, man. It's if you have time, it's a pretty it's a pretty funny read, you well, know. It's just Well, did you see his announcement yesterday after after he announced he was running? They quoted him as saying he thought Oprah would make a really good vice president. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, wow. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, got money to burn, I guess. Well, as, as as Neil Young once said, there ain't nothing like a friend who can tell you you're just pissing in the wind. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I think that's Donald's campaign. <laughs> Probably true. Good stuff. All right. Um... You know, one thing before we go on, Levi, we haven't talked about the Cubs. Um, they're still they're still doing pretty well. Yeah, still they're still there. playing above five hundred. I want to say they're five or six games. I think at least. Yeah, and uh, I haven't got to see an update. But when we started, they were still winning. I believe ten to nothing. Yeah, they scored ten runs before the fourth inning tonight. Uh, Kyle Schwarber's second game tonight yeah. currently and uh he got a triple i think in his first at bat and an nice. rbi as well so i'm a little out of it i didn't even know they called him up yeah i didn't know that yeah he's wow because they he's just gonna, drafted him last year he's gonna be here through sunday he is our designated hitter while we're playing our interleague games oh you're in cleveland right now aren't you yeah correct yeah yeah um the only thing Levi I see going forward now that's going to get a little bit trickier is the Pirates have have, have started. Oh yeah, all of a sudden yeah. they've turned it on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they they just, just these games that they just have just manhandled the White Sox, which isn't that hard to do anymore. But um, yeah, the uh, I think the Monday night game again they beat the White Sox eleven to nothing. It was just well, and I pathetic. it'll be interesting because I think when they meet again. You know they're two they're two different teams than what they were earlier this this right. year. Absolutely. So it'll be interesting. It should be a good battle. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That'll be a good series. Um, I assume they play them probably a couple more times at least. Oh yeah. I, I so, do. so yeah. So um, so yeah. The Cubs are hanging in there. White Sox not so much. Royals still doing pretty well too. Does um, uh, does Ventura make it beyond the All Star break? I've gone back and forth with this. At first, I was like, you asked me like over a, like a month ago, I'd have been like, he's gone. You know, like a week and a half ago, I've been like, ah, oh, you know, he'll be all right. They were just a couple games under 500 at one yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, right. You, were, you yeah. thought that he'd be like okay. Three games under 500 at one point. Now we've lost, we've lost six straight now. He's gone. Yeah. I well, I think so. The only Levi, the only I I would agree, and I. I'm kind of at a point where I'm, I, I really don't care if he stays or goes because I just all I all I want is the team to improve. You know? Right. If if they can bring in, I, I think if better, that town can fire Thibodeau, then yeah. then Ventura should lose his job. Yeah. Is yeah, is I Joey Cora available? Yeah, Joey Cora. I don't know. Um, you know, the White Sox are they kind of uh, exercise a little more patience than a lot of other franchises they do. do. Um maybe to their to their demise sometimes i don't know um but we haven't i saw this earlier today when i was reading about kind of the state of ventura um and we haven't fired a manager mid-season since 95 and we've only fired 
a manager midseason twice. That once in '95, there was a guy named Gene Lamont. Gene that, Lamont, yeah, yeah, right. That managed the team. Um, we fired him. Was that then, because he didn't get along with uh, Thomas? I don't know. I don't remember the reasons. I, I assume it's just because we were playing poorly. Poorly. Yeah, I mean, they fired him early too. They fired him like in May. Wow. Yeah, like at the end of May. Yeah. Um, and then in 1986, which was like a really unpopular move, um, Hawk Harrelson, a guy who is a very oh, yeah. divisive figure in the uh, in yeah. the broadcasting world. I happen to like him, but I can see why people hate him. I totally get it. Um, I, I just don't like his home run call. <clears throat> yeah, stretch, a... stretch. Yeah, right. <laughs> you can put it on the bed. Yeah, I, I know what <laughs> I know what you mean. All right, like so. Anybody that wants to write in, that's fine. Like I get it. Hawk can be a bit too much. He, he, he can be a bit too much of a homer. I mean, I get all of the announcers are homers, but he's oh, yeah. like a real homer. He is. He is. I, I'm surprised Steve Stone has made it this long without strangling. Honestly, him. yeah, yeah. right. Because Steve Stone's a pretty mild mannered guy. And I think Steve Stone's really good too. Well, and Steve good, Stone put up with good for all those years. That's got to be how he's how he can right. put up with all. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so yeah, so uh, I, I, I mean, I usually prefer the radio team anyway of Ed Farmer and Darren Jackson. Um, if it was just like Stone, that would be awesome. If it was like take like Ed Farmer and Steve Stone put together, that would be, I would be totally fine with that. A lot of people don't like Ed Farmer either, but anyway. If just like out of a total uh, a bonus question, if you will, former Sox player that you would like to see paired with Steve Stone. You know, I'd have to see. I'd have to have a little bit of a uh, of a longer yardstick to measure his performance. But they brought in Aaron Rowan for a few uh, for a game oh, really? or two, yeah. okay. like a couple years ago, and I thought he did okay. Okay. You know, I think he could grow into it. This um, uh, the last year or two since uh, Ron Santo passed away, the Cubs have been they paired Pat Hughes with uh, Ron Coomer, who oh, was yeah. He was on the Cubs, I think, for like one year. Yeah. Uh, yeah I think he might have been an all-star in his career once yeah. or twice, maybe. Um, and I, I, at first I wasn't sure I was going to like him, but he's grown on me. I mean, he's a, you know, I think the those guys are all, like you said, a little bit of a homer. That's kind of part of the gig. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Inevitable. Yeah. But but yeah, some definitely take it way over the top. Hawk gets Hawk can get grumpy when the team is like oh, yeah. he just won't say anything for long stretches. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean you can just see him be like, "Son of a bitch!" Yeah, right. Oh yeah, he is. He's a fan. I mean, yeah. he's unabashed, you yeah. know, in yeah. his oh, fandom yeah. um, um, for the team. What I was where this all started. Sorry, <laughs> I was going to backtrack about five minutes here. Um, in 1986, Hawk was actually our general manager. Um, and he was a pretty unpopular general manager as well because he fired Tony Larusa in '86. Well, what was Tony Larusa going? to... Oh, yeah, right, right, yeah. Who? Tony, <laughs> Tony LaHue. Yeah, um, and he also, uh, you know, he kind of like he blew like one of those years in the mid '80s. He blew up the team when we weren't that far out of first place. Ah. Yeah. Just think uh, though, Huck Harrelson saved you guys from a whole steroids controversy. Because uh, if you had Canseco, 
Oh, McGuire. Right. Would, no, you know what I mean? Like, if LaRusso would have introduced He would have accepted all of the these guys. Instead of the A's. Yeah. It's true. Um, true. We did have Conseco briefly in 2000. Right. Right. <laughs> he didn't have enough post, steroids then. Very post roids. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't. I, I still don't think he's post roids. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's. He can. He's. Kind of, he can get away with it now. Um, it's probably yeah, such with, a build with, up. Yeah. Ventura. Um. I think they could do it. Gets to answer your question because the media and the fan base is kind of clamoring for something drastic to happen right now. So the sort of heads will roll mentality has permeated. Um, You don't think a big trade could satisfy that? Well, but I mean, we're sellers, I think at this point, right? you know, I I would like to, yeah, great. You know, I would love to bring in some people, but I think Samarja, I think we're sellers. Yeah, we could work. I mean, Samarja, I don't think is going to finish the year in a white Sox uniform. Yeah. Um, he was just kind of. There would be hopes. There were hopes that we would be competitive right. this year, and you know we would kind of if we made the playoffs or something at the end of the year we'd maybe consider signing him to a long term deal. Oh, but, I'll, yeah, I'll admit I was like one of the first Cubs fans to be like, "Damn, I'm going to miss Samarja," and now you know it's like, thank God for unanswered prayers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah absolutely. Uh, he. Yeah, he, he he hasn't certainly pitched that well. He hasn't been like abysmal, but he hasn't he hasn't pitched great. Um, that said, too, Levi, um, even though the Cubs have been successful, I don't think Lester's had a lot to do with it. No, not at all. Yeah, no. um, he he hasn't pitched like an ace. By no, his means. um his last outing a couple nights ago, he was back on track, and even Madden talked about it at the end yeah. of the game. You know, like that's the guy that we paid money to see or whatever. Sure. And um you know, I yeah I can't say what it would be like. You know, he had to yeah, move right. he had to move to a new town. He had to get acclimated to a new team and a new ballpark. I mean, I guess he at least Four has been a half a season too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, he's yeah. got his catcher, which I yeah. guess is supposed yeah. to, you know, help yeah. him be I mean the little... dude was in Boston for whatever 10 years with one organization yeah. then all of a sudden he goes to the a's and then uh and then to chicago that, the a's that was just like a, the a's that disrupts like a your style stop, you yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, yeah so i mean i you know in chicago not, not everybody can transition to a city like that that quick you know so he just may be having a little bit of trouble with that. Who knows? He'll uh, he'll earn his money in the postseason. That's that's what he's yeah, being paid and, for. Yeah, and that's what you know. I think he's one of those pitchers too that his his second half of the years are typically better than his first half of the years. Yeah, yeah, right. And and you know, it's it was still probably a good signing. I mean, um, he'll 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 be fine. I think he'll yeah, yeah. Without. If we're sitting here at the end of September and I'm saying like John Lester didn't even get like 11 wins or something, yeah, four and a half ERA, yeah, yeah, you it know, might be well, it might be yeah. a long next six years then, you know? right? But yeah. yeah, but um, no, I I think he'll he'll smooth out. Um, if it's not this year, he'll smooth out next year probably. You know, so I think he'll be fine. Um, yeah, for us, I mean, lastly, yeah, I think Ventura will get can because i think just i've got this this is hard i I don't this isn't doesn't sound rational i don't have a lot of you know sort of data or evidence to back this up i i just get this feeling in the air that the franchise 
wants to do something bold and the, the people are clamoring to do something bold um, right right Bring oh, back. no i mean i think if we fire ventura um i don't know if you guys remember him from baseball cards i think he was a catcher for the padres we got a our bench coach is mark parent yeah. and uh, i i have an autograph of him <laughs> He was what? on the he was nice. on the Cubs for like a year. Oh, was he? And, okay. And he was one of the bums they sent to Springfield for the Cubs convention. <laughs> it, it was like like Mark Parrott and like a pitcher named like Raphael Navoa or something. Oh, I know you're Just talking like, about. Yeah. It was like low level guys. Yeah. He's uh yeah he's the White Sox bench coach now and I I don't necessarily know what makes one bench coach better than the other. But um, he's pretty well liked. I, I think like he's, you know, he's he's in line for a managerial job yeah. somewhere down the road. Might not be with the White Sox, but I would assume that um, we would just he would just take over for the rest of the year, and then they would uh, they would have a, a wider search at the end of the season. So, so yeah. And then um, as far as trades go, I mean, I think obviously Samarja would be the first person to go. Because offensively, I mean, we don't Abreu and 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 Ramirez or Abreu and Garcia aren't going anywhere. I mean, they're they're young, they're cornerstones of the franchise at this point. Um, you see, and maybe Alexei Ramirez. I was going to say, yeah, I think he was probably your juiciest trade bait. Yeah, and he's struggled this year. You know, he's only like like hitting like two forty or something like that, and his defense is very erratic. Like one night he'll look like he deserves a gold glove the next night he looks like he deserves to like like go to triple a sounds know? like starling castro yeah yeah right both both chicago shortstops starting shortstops are extremely erratic Body. they're just it's feast or famine with both of those guys castro and ramirez i could see him maybe getting traded to a contender and maybe i hate to say it's not starting like maybe being like like a backup a backup yep. for a contender yeah i mean and then maybe somewhere... trying to reestablish himself yeah. and get on next year somewhere else and starting maybe somewhere else but i'm kind of sick of the guy like i i he's he's been consistent but he's a notoriously slow starter and the defense like i said just i get frustrated because he does these amazing things and then all of a sudden he can't turn a routine play so um unfortunately we don't really have anything I think forget this kid's name. Maybe Tim Beckham or Tim Anderson is his name. Tim Beckham was the former number one pick for the Rays. You're right. I'm sorry. Tim Anderson, I believe, is the kid's name that we've got, and he's kind of been matriculating for a few years. I don't. I, he was our first. He was a first round pick. I don't know if he's going to be anything special or not. I think he's taken a little longer than people expected. So maybe we would we would have him, but yeah, Ramirez would be like the only player I think that that would drum up some interest. So, Levi, your your comment on the uh, scrubs coming down to St. Louis, or I'm sorry, Springfield, reminded me. Did you hear that story about the Marlins uh, event uh, uh, like a month ago? They had some, they touted some vague, you know, casino event. If you go to this, you know, this um, uh, fundraising event of some sort, you know, you'll you'll be at the casino with the with Marlins players. Yeah. And nobody, no Marlin showed up. <laughs> it was voluntary for the team, uh, and nobody really coordinated that somebody would show up because everybody volunteered to not show up. Like, 
<laughs> Little Joey the Bat Boy signed autographs all night. <laughs> Not even the Bat Boy. <laughs> Bat Boy's like, screw that, I'm going they're to the like, club. They're like Giancarlo or Giancarlo Stanton, like impersonator or anything. You know? Nothing. Like, it was like uh, wax figures of the team. Yeah. I, uh, Whoops. The last thing about um, Samarja, what upsets me the most is like, I thought at the beginning of the year, like or like in the offseason when we got him, I was like, well, you know what? He'll pitch well even if the team doesn't play well, and we'll be able to get in a haul like the Cubs got yeah. last year when they got Addison Russell for him, right? Yeah. That's not going to happen now because I think his value is taking a hit. Yeah, I mean, I think you'll. I don't think we'll give him away, but you know, we're not going to get like the top tier prospect for him now. The Cubs wouldn't trade as Addison Russell for him. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> hey, Levi, I'm all, I'm all ears. Man. All right, uh, Addison Russell just Perfect. hit a two run home sounds, run tonight. I that sounds fine <laughs> by me. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely. I'll take. I'll take like I don't know, like three quarters of Addison Russell for Zamarja. Um, but yeah, how about and, just a jersey? I'll give you an, a, a Russell <laughs> autographed. Yeah. Okay, maybe an autographed. Jersey. All right. Uh, no replica either. Yeah, right. Um, all right. Sewn on letters, man. Sewn right. on letters. Uh, last thing um, in uh, really a, a, a trooper. Dave Grohl broke his leg in Sweden, right? I believe. I think it was over. It was, it was in Europe. Yeah, okay. I think it was um, Sweden Rock Fest. Or right, and they brought him back out, and you can see the footage and the performance of, and he's got a cast on his leg, and he's playing guitar. So really, this is just to salute Dave Grohl for being a real soldier of rock and roll. I've always been kind of, um, you know, a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I've never been a ambivalent. huge Foo Fighters fan. Yeah, ambivalent probably. Um, I think maybe indifferent is a better word than ambivalent, just okay. because ambivalent seems like it. There's some mixed emotions there. I've never been like, God damn it, the Foo Fighters, you know. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, yeah, I've just always found their stuff maybe a little too slick for me, uh, a little too overproduced. But uh, I salute the guy. I think he's a good. He's a, he seems like a good dude, and he certainly seems like a guy that's fighting the good fight. Yeah, he's he's really uh, passionate and energetic is. about like rock yeah. and roll in general. And we need that, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, a guy of his seems, stature. Seems like a guy that like would be good to his fans, you know, all of that. You know, he's a he's yeah. like the cool Jack White. Yeah, no, right, I'm, right. I'm he's kidding. like he's like the Sean Casey of the rock and roll world, you know, like the guy that's really nice and like nobody has anything bad to say about right, him. You know, right. He's a good dude. Um, did you guys see like his forty fifth birthday party that concert? No, like it's like maybe earlier this year. It was a Foo Fighters show, and, like, I think it was in L.A. at the Staples Center or the Forum. Um, And, like, Paul Stanley came out. Alice Cooper came out. David Lee Roth came out. I think Lemmy came out. Like, it was was pretty cool. Yeah, you can see the footage online. It's – it was – he – and he – you could see the – you know, the joy in his face, like basically all of his heroes coming out. Sure. You know? Yeah. So pretty cool. Well, we talk a little bit about too, like some shows that have kind of gone on despite difficulties, sort of unexpected things um, that have happened, but yet the band still continued the show. Um, the one that comes to mind with me is I think in with kiss i gosh i don't have the date here so i apologize but i know it was within like the late 90s or early 2000s 
that uh, Peter Chris was out and they put the drum tech in makeup, um, which you can that footage is you can you can actually there's there's footage of the show. And it's like, oh, wow, Peter looks a little bloated, you know, and then it's like, oh, wow, it's not him. Um, so. Uh, so, yeah, so that's the one that came to mind for me. But I'm sure there are others. You guys have have any. Oh, yeah. 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 Go, well, go ahead. I, I was going to uh, talk about we had talked about this earlier and I got the facts now. So, OK, 1973. Uh, Keith Moon has passed out after taking numerous large doses of horse tranquilizers. Keith would just call that a Tuesday. All right. It's like, oh, it's right. a Tuesday. And so, yeah, they like took, got him and took him to a shower. The cow palace. Was that it? The cow uh, palace. Here we go. Near San Francisco. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Let's see if I can find the exact town. So, he, they got, like, Keith into a shower and kind of, like, got him awake and brought him back, and then he passed out again. <laughs> and so uh, they asked, you know, like, basically uh, Townsend was like, hey, does anybody know how to play the drums? And I think maybe he was half joking, but this 19-year-old kid named Scott Halpin uh, said, yeah, and he, he filled in for him. <coughs> And so, uh, he was later in warrant, by the way. No. Uh, really? No. <laughs> now, let's see if I can find. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, was... I thought, I thought maybe it was the Cow Palace near Isn't San Francisco. It is. It is Cow Palace. I just, there's an actual Wikipedia for it. Oh, so a, a devoted go. page. Yeah, an actual devoted page. And so Cal Palace, San Francisco, 73. And he, he later on won the Rolling Stone uh, Riders Pickup Player of the Year Award for his performance. <laughs> and so, okay, the story goes, uh, they were playing their Quadrophenia tour. And uh, it says... Keith, Ma, Keith Moon uh, had a fondness for drugs and alcohol, and he began oh. to falter during Won't Get Fooled Again. He slumped over his drum kit and passed out. The house lights came up, and he was carried off stage by his roadies, who put him in a shower to revive them. Their efforts worked, and an injection of cortisone got him back on stage after 30 minutes. <laughs> so they started Magic Bus. Well, the percussion of the song's opening verses consisted only of Moon hitting two wood blocks together. <laughs> However, though, right. when the drums were required, Moon only played for another minute before passing out again. He was then carried off, this time not to return. Uh, guitarist Peach Townsend said that he had consumed large tranquilizer pills meant to be consumed by animals with large volumes of brandy. So it'll do it. Yeah. That's breakfast. All it right. said uh, the remaining three band members played See Me, Feel Me without drums, with Daltrey adding tambourine for the percussion. I'd like to hear that. Uh, the song received a huge response, and Townsend thanked the crowd for putting up with the three quarter strength band. Instead of leaving the stage, though, Townsend asked the crowd, Can anybody play the drums? He repeated, adding forcefully, I mean somebody good. And at this time... Because he's got to be a dick about it. Because that's... Well, yeah, it's Pete Townsend. <laughs> yeah. And so it says uh, Scott Halpin and his friend were at the left edge of the stage, and his friend Mike began noisily telling the security he can play, my buddy can play. 
Well, in truth, he hadn't played drums in a year, but his <laughs> friend made enough of a commotion that it attracted Bill Graham. And he said, Bill Graham looked at me and said, can you do it, kid? And I said, yes, straight out. Townsend and Daltrey then look around as they're surprised as I am because Graham just throws me up there. <laughs> awesome. Well, I didn't I didn't realize Bill Graham was involved in that. Uh, said Halpin was given a shot of brandy before his nerves and then was told to sit down behind the drum set. <laughs> but hold the horse tranquilizers. <laughs> right. right. That's for after the show. <laughs> and then he said, uh, before they started, Townsend said to him, follow me, I'm going to lead you, I'll cue you. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, Daltrey introduces him as Scott, and then they start playing Smokestack Lightning. It was a very loose blues jam, and his drum work nice. fit in well enough. It shortly became Spoonful. Uh, less how less successful, however, was when the band tried to go into the more complex Naked Eye, and he failed to provide the contrasting tempos. Yeah. Stick stick to the blues standards. <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> Don't, I'm trying to go into a, a Naked Eye. Let's do a Mustang Sally or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. the, the show ended after Naked Eye, and he took a center stage bow with all the band. Afterwards, he was taken backstage with his friend and given a Who concert jacket, which was later stolen that evening, he said. Oh, man. Of course, it was a... by Keith Moon. <laughs> yeah. Man, that was that. That's awesome. I, I want to say, like, is there footage of that? Yeah, 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 th- yeah, there is. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll try to dig some up and put it on the website. Cool. Good stories, guys. Yeah. 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 Jonathan, do you have anything? Or, or uh... um, I. You know, the I think I've talked about the Crow's power outage uh, right. that I saw in 05 here in Kansas City. That was at they... the old Memorial Soldiers and Sailors place. Right. 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 I don't even know if they still have shows there, but, you know, it was in the middle of bring on, bring on. Power goes out. The band leaves the stage. I'm afraid they're going to be pissed and, like, just leave and not play anymore. But they come back and pick up on the same note that they left off on on bring on, bring on. And it made for a, a very pros. memorable version. Uh, of that awesome. yeah yeah i gotta get that uh, i use that bootlegs out there i gotta get that one yeah 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 i think i have it yeah yeah nice nice yeah the 05 fall 05 tour mm. anyway do you guys have any recommendations or um i do yeah sure okay. cool all right are you kidding me i went to uh, I traded in a bunch of my CDs at Love Garden Sounds in Lawrence and picked up. Love Garden Sounds gives you great, great uh, trade for your. I took in a, a box and a half, 120 bucks. Uh, really? A trade in value. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think anybody wanted them. Anybody wanted CDs. Yeah, that's great. I'm going to have to do a total turnaround to grab mine. Um, I uh, including uh, this isn't mine. I got the physical graffiti 40th anniversary three discer. Nice. Um, Levi, didn't you get the physical graffiti 40th anniversary on vinyl? Uh, no. I, I the only Led Zeppelin remasters I have purchased is uh, Led Zeppelin two. Okay. And I actually I think my next one I want to get is three. And then probably physical graffiti. I have a really clean copy, an original copy, so I put off buying the double the double disc ones because they're a little more expensive. Right. I, I need to get the first one. 
because my copy of Led Zeppelin One isn't that great on vinyl. But my recommendation this week is the Rolling Stones remaster of Sticky Fingers. And uh, this is the regular version. It does not have a zipper. Uh, I put it on. You know, of course, the first song I put on is Can You Hear Me Knocking? And I, I'll be honest, I didn't notice a ton of remastering on that song. Mm-hmm. And so the next song after that is uh, You Gotta Move. And, man, it's I, night and day I could tell a huge difference. Really? Yeah, the, the that's a co- killer song. And yeah, the acoustic instruments, you can hear each instrument like so clearly on this. And then um I flipped it and listened to Bitch and it's it's awesome as well, man. The horns sound great. So I, I recommend it, especially because when you find original copies of that record, they're always beat to hell because everybody partied their asses yeah, off right. while, while listening to that record. <laughs> yeah. Not not a lot of versions of Sticky Fingers that were only spun a couple times. Yeah. No, that um that bitch that they did with uh, Gary Clark Jr. a couple weeks ago was pretty good. He's on he he opened up a few sh- a couple shows for him. Yeah, and nice. they brought him out. It was it was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool, cool. Um, I'll go. Uh, I picked this up uh, while I was out in LA at a place called Rockaway Records uh, on the uh, east side of Silver Lake and uh, Courtney Barnett's. Uh, new record. That's good. Uh, some uh, it's called Sometimes I Sit and Think and Sometimes I Just Sit, which is undoubtedly the greatest uh, album title of the year. That's a good title. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Courtney Barnett, uh, this is her second record, and uh, phenomenal songwriter. Uh, she plays rock and roll, and uh, lyrically, uh, it's pretty rare when I can remember. I, I'm not a guy who listens that deeply and memorizes lyrics. Uh, I just listen more to the inflection of the voice and the energy from the vocalist more than anything. Right. And uh, but with her, uh, I have her songs memorized after just a couple listens. Her her uh, her lyrics are that impressionable, and uh, uh, highly recommend it. It's totally addictive song. I'm, I'm album. I'm gonna luckily enough see her tomorrow. Uh, open up for what? Bill and Sebastian. Uh, oh no, kidding! Uh, here in town uh, at the Uptown Theater. So uh, yeah, Courtney Barnett's new record. Nice. nice. Yeah, Levi, have you heard that yet? That Courtney Barnett? No. It's good. You dig it, man. It's it's good. Yeah, it's kind of punky. Like she's got kind of a Patty Smith kind of vibe to her okay. a little bit, but it's her lyrics are kind of funny sometimes too. Um, yeah, I guess like she's been a stand-up comic, stand-up comic. Oh, really? Before as well. I know. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Don't quote me on cool. that, but I thought so. Yeah, it's good, man. You you dig I'll it? I'll check it out. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll actually go with. Um, it was a female lead singer as well. There's a band I like that I heard just recently, a couple of weeks ago, called called the Weather Station. That's from Canada. They're from Canada, fronted by a girl named uh, Tamara Lindemann. And uh, it's just it's very the first thing that comes to mind, like any review you read of it. And this is an okay comparison. Is it's very it's very Joni Mitchell. I mean, it sounds a lot like Joni Mitchell, and it's uh, it's really well produced. The album is called Loyalty, the one that came out this year, and uh, I re- yeah, I really dig it. It's uh, it's definitely like it's very it's extremely chill, obviously, but um, it's uh, really really good. She's got they've got a couple. The band has a couple other albums as well, which I've just started to listen to. But the one from this year seems like the one where they really really kind of 
found themselves and uh it's called loyalty by the weather station cool. so the canadian canadian band um check them out yeah yeah cool well that is it uh everybody you can follow us uh on twitter and instagram at rock in chew that's rock in as in uh nancy sinatra oh um, nice nice yeah right first one that came to mind um you can follow us uh, on Twitter and Instagram, as I said, at Rock In Letter N Chew, and then also you can like us on Facebook. But you can find everything on our website at RockChew.com. You can find archived episodes, uh, different videos uh, of bands and uh, concerts that we've talked about, as well as some baseball moments. So please uh, tell all your friends, and uh, we will see you next time. We got some good stuff coming up, actually. Too, we've got. Um, couple show a show coming up this summer that i'm really looking forward to as well that we'll tell everybody about soon so in conjunction with a big event coming up um next month so anyway stay tuned everybody and have a good night peace